So welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast. This is where we explore the new game-changing understanding that can unlock new levels of performance, resourcefulness, and well-being in the workplace. Join us if you want to be part of the new breed of leaders in business. Join us if you're fed up with the conventional echo chamber. And join us if you want to be part of the new revolution in understanding how the mind works and recognize that we are more than just our psychology and that that can lead to better results. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Mind Transforming Business podcast series. And today we have another lovely episode and conversation lined up. And that's because I'm with my friend, Katrin. Now, regular listeners might have heard the episode that we did all about leadership and the no self of leadership, which got some great feedback because we were pointing to something that may be assumed to be the case in leadership. And we had a lovely conversation where we hopefully created people to have some different thinking and questions and reflection on that. So we're going to do the same thing today. And the topic we want to talk about is how does change happen? How does doing things happen? So if you're a leader in an organization and you want to get things to change and people to do things, or even yourself, what's behind that? Because as usual with our conversations, we're going to explore the role of the self in that and how we've been hoodwinked to think that doing and changing and leading is all about us, the me, the self. So that's what we're going to have a go to do today. Catherine, are you up for this? Of course. There are two main things to this. There's the idea of agency, so the, so the doer thing, and that we can judge things. So the things that really create the separate self are the idea of agency or authorship and the judgment. Yeah. And that's beautifully simply put is it worth us having a little conversation about free will would that help because when we say agency we're talking about free will because i guess most people think they have free will yeah it's the the insight that is most difficult for the self to get because that is as you just said that is the self you can't you can't explain to a self that it it doesn't have free will yeah But what we'd like people to explore just through what we call a direct experience rather than your belief system. Do you really, do you really feel that as you go through your day, you have complete agency and free will as to what you do, what you think, the thoughts that appear in your mind. And it really doesn't take very long if you're coming from just direct experience to see Oh, no, I don't. Because you might, it might appear to you that you have a choice in your mind as to whether to, at 10 o'clock in the morning, do X or Y, or to go and make a cup of tea. But that thought that appeared in your mind with that apparent choice, did you put that in there? And you have to quite quickly go, well, no, I didn't. So... If you're not putting, if, if, if you're not putting the thoughts in that give you choice into your mind, do you really have free will? There, there's the, this choice aspect and, and this deciding, which when you look at it, 
know, you know, things just decisions appear, thoughts appear. And then there's the aspect that when we say I have free will, it means I have in some in some way to be separate from everything else surrounding me. Because that means I, as a separate entity, can influence sort of my own sphere of, of action. And I'm not influenced by neighboring molecules or energy or other people. It's it's chaos theory, right? For example, the the thing we can't wrap our heads around, for example, the I don't, I mean, I'm not a physicist, but the butterfly in, in the Indian Ocean creating a tornado somewhere else. So we're the same. I mean, we're not separate from the universe. And well, I just create my little here and my, it ends around, you know, 10 centimeters in front of my body. And that's my sphere of influence. And within that, I have free will. And then after that, well, yeah, there's the rest of the world, but I'm not influenced yeah. by that. Yes. It's, it's absurd. Yes. Yes. A absolutely. Because the appearance plus our conditioning can make it look like that. Yes. That's an appearance. It's not actually what's going on, but that's the appearance. But again, it doesn't take long if you, if you allow the, the, the belief of the separation to dissolve for a moment, to sense maybe more than intellectualize the universe, the nature is nothing separate to us. And it, we don't end at the end of our fingers. I think sometimes people find it hard to intellectualize that, but they can sense it. Yes. Um, and and some, for some people, it does help to have the, the biological and, and physical examples of this. You're, in, you're influenced by the five people you interact most with. You're influenced by, by pheromones and, and all sorts of stuff. But so how can you sit there, for example, in your office as a manager or, or team lead or whatever, and say, well, I have free will to decide what we're doing, what we're putting on the agenda for the team meeting, for example. It's absolutely impossible because you're influenced by everything ever said to you, by um, what you ate for breakfast, by whether you slept well or not. And yeah. just the list is, is literally endless. Yes. Now, then people will put their own advocacy on that. So let's say you take, it could be a sportsman or a musician, just to give the examples, who are highly, highly trained in their craft. In, in, in the middle of a performance, they might have a wider range of options appear to them in their mind than someone who's just started doing the thing. Sure. Right? Because, because their, their conditioning has been that way. They've got more muscle memory or more options, whatever it is, right? So the person could go, oh, but they did that. They trained, they practiced. So again, they would go, well, yes, you're right. They are influenced by um, their environment or other people around them, but they did that. So they, then we, we then move the agency mm, back upstream. a level. Yeah. Well, at the time they did that, it was exactly the same situation. Exactly. So you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Yes. Or to the foundation, whichever you want to call it, to start to realize it. But as you said, it's a really tricky one for the self to buy into that there's no free will in, in that way of choice and that what we are is not a separate entity, but an activity, a universal activity of a greater field. Yes. Um, the, the thing that goes wrong in, <laughs> wrong is, a, is just a word, but the self assumes that no free will means the self doesn't have a free will anymore. So that means that I'm now, you know, it's determined, the universe is deterministic. I can't do anything anymore. I can't decide. I don't have free will, but that's not, that's not the sense of free will that we're talking about. What we're saying is 
there is no self to have a free will. Yes, that, that's a good distinction to make because we're not saying we don't get to do stuff. Yeah, or, or that we don't decide things or that, you know, that the only thing left to do is, is now to lie on the couch and never get up again. Because that assumes there is a self that now says, oh, there's nothing I can do. I don't have free will, so I might as well give up. But <laughs> we're saying there is no self to decide that. Just check back in with the listener right now. So it might be now, as you're listening to this, it's quite a difficult thing to conceive or, 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 or to even, or you're either feeling quite challenged by this and thinking we're just, you know, idealistic philosophers that have no idea about how the world really works. Or if you've gone a little bit more curious than that, you, 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 you're almost your self mind is trying to understand what it's like not to have it, but it is it. So it struggles to know what it's like with to not have itself. And because it starts then to create implications and it starts to judge what it's hearing through its conceptual framework of what's clever and what isn't clever. So in listeners at the moment, a very, mi very microcosm of what we're talking about is happening for you probably very likely. So in this moment, you can actually spot it happening real time as you're listening to us, as the self is trying to grapple with the idea of no self and not having agency. <laughs> and judgment. So I just wanted to point that out to show a real-time example. Yeah. So, so there's a, a distinction there because we're not saying, oh, you know, some sort of romanticized views of fate is, well, I don't have to do anything because it will just come. Yeah. I, you know, I'll lie on the sofa and doorbell will ring and there'll be someone giving me a hundred thousand pounds. Right. So. We're, we're not saying it's fate. We're not saying you don't get to decide stuff because you do. Because I, I, I decided to have blueberries for my breakfast. Yep. Yeah, I did. What we're saying is that wasn't what we might conceptualize the self as doing that. That wasn't it's programmed. Me. For me, yeah. the easiest way to say it is it's, it's, it's a multitude of millions of variables that are running on, on a huge system. <laughs> and it's running itself and we have nothing to do with it. There's no separate entity you know, in this, behind this dashboard, turning the dials and, and flipping the switches. So, so the common one on that is what well, I'm going to sort my programming out then. If you say programming, I'm, yep. I'm an NLP, -er, right? When I was for many years, not anymore. I've given it up, <laughs> but that's what NLP was about. Ah, you're saying it's programming. Brilliant. I knew you're going to say something I liked. Great. Well, I know what you're on about then because I can sort programming out. Yeah. And that's, so the next, that's the next defeat for the self. There isn't a programmer either. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got programming, but there's no programmer. Yes. Yes. And, and this is very counterintuitive because even, as you said, NLP, but many spiritual approaches or, or many, basically, I would say 99.9% .9 of all the approaches towards human behavior and, and freedom and happiness say there is something that you should go in and do. Even if it's just meditating. Yeah. But let's, let's say, yes, use the same language phrasing. So there is doing, but there's no doer, mm -hmm. right? There is programming. There's no programmer. And that's the bit we want to point to. There's no, uh, there might be the ing, <laughs> but it, it's not, you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is why I always say this, you know, there's leadership, but no leader. Yeah. Yeah.
And, you know, maybe if you look at nature and you look at what's going on there, there's definitely activity, but we don't give agency to the very basic of animals, right? To, to, to a fish, you know, it just so happens that at the species that we are, we have this apparent doership or self-ship that we've added into the mix. My, my favorite analogy is, is that there's, we're, we're software running on hardware. So mm -hmm. that's the programming, right? Without the programmer. Yes. And what thinks it is the programmer is just a further app that downloaded itself exactly. onto the software. So now we have an on the software, which we, without the software engineer, an app has downloaded and installed itself around 18 months of age. Yeah. And this app starts referencing itself. So it has, has the ability to produce thoughts about a self, about a me. But that doesn't, yeah. just the fact that there's this app doesn't create a self. Yes, ex exactly. It, 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 yeah, it's a great example. It'd be, it'd be like, you know, you're watching a movie and then a character comes on the movie that starts bossing the rest of the movie around, right? Yes. You're like, what, what, what? No. So, and this app though is so seamlessly in the system that you don't spot it because it doesn't go, I'm an app like all the other ones, right? <laughs> it doesn't say that. It actually goes, I'm the app before all apps, right? I, 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 I control everything. You know, it, it kind of claims to be something else. And then science kind of backs that up in our conditioning. You know, we keep, we keep telling the app, do more to control all the other apps, you know. That's part of the app, actually. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's so the script, we are, the app. Mm. It's, it's only the app. We think we're the app. <laughs> mm. Or the app thinks it's us. Um, yeah, yeah. And all we're going is, no, it's just an app. And, you know, to, to use the examples we, we, we quote often from direct, you can tell this because usually when we're really in flow, there's no referential self. It's just through us. It's just through us. It's just through us. So, so we can even start to cotton on to this. And usually when we want things to change in the world, we reference that self more. Yes. When, yeah. we're, when we're unhappy with reality or we want something to be different. Then yeah. it's, we come up with the self-reference yeah. thoughts, but everything that, you know, um, flow, be in the present moment, be in the now, all that stuff. That's all about the, the time where we, or, or the periods where we are without this self-referencing. Yes. We lose on. ourselves. And it's yeah. usually when we want to do change or make the world better or be kinder because it's simple. It's a no brainer. We go so everything we're talking about, the, everything that goes into judgment and into morals, ethics, all that stuff, it's all triggering the self app that believes it has agency and judgment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So let's, let's say some, a leader is listening to this and they've got on their agenda <laughs> to be an organization that not just for ESG compliance purposes, but is genuinely uh, trying to do more than just make lots of profit. It wants to have a better impact on the world, you know, through society or whatever. What would you say for them to first explore? This is really difficult because I get this asked this all the time and it comes from the organizational development approach, which is right. We can do things to systems and exactly, yeah. which is precisely the same mechanism as saying, well, I can do things to myself and change myself. Only now we're talking about the system or, or the whole organization. So for me, really, it's, it always boils down to the same thing. The only thing that helps us 
really to be free is to look within and to find the selflessness within, because then the whole question of what can we do to the organization disappears. And emerges. And emerges. Then it's not, it's, so then it's not change. It's the way we think about change, just to take that, that word, for example, is we do things to something and then things happen. So, so there's causality behind it. There's um, time. There's people doing things to other people, so selves having agency over other selves. And from what we've just discussed, all of that doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Then it's just things happening. And this is almost impossible to describe in language because it just sounds funny. Yeah. And, and this is where when I'm talking to clients and I've, by the time I've started to have a proper conversation with them, so I'm not in sales mode, right? I, I get quite honest and say, I don't know quite how the middle bit works. But what seems to happen from my experience is once people have the inquiry into the nature of the self that you and I are pointing to, and it kind of dissolves lots of stuff, yeah. something then seems to emerge out of that where change, get back to that language, does happen. It does emerge. Now, I don't quite know how or why that middle bit worked. Well, I can, I've got theories on it, but you there is a little bit of a leap of faith because what you can't say is, aha, by investigating the lack of self, you will then create better change. Because that's almost sort of, again, trying to force our new way of thinking into an old model. But it does seem to happen, you know, nine times out of 10, that people, once they have this inquiry, there's a, there's a widening, there's a freedom, there's an emergence, there's a uh, whatever word you want to put to it, that leads to things being different. And some of them are the ones, the ones they wanted, but a lot of them are just in new ways. They're like, oh. I yes, but I don't on the cards. Yeah. So, so this also is something that we know already, but we never talk about the, the nature of, of reality is change. Nothing yeah. stays the same for even a millisecond. Yeah. And we see this, you know, nature changes all the time, but we have to do it. <laughs> we have to create it. So the tree, you know, trees grow and, and decompose and, and cats meow and, you know, things are changing and happening all the time, but somehow for human systems, no, we have to create it and manage it and do it and, and plan it and, or agilize it. But it's exactly the same. Why would, why would the human system be any different from, from the system it's in? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly that because it, it, the, 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 it's so funny, isn't it? Because the organizational world is so set up to aim at outcomes, to find outcomes. Right. Yeah. So the idea of doing something where you're saying, no idea what that outcome's going to be, right? Can't define it. And if we define it, we're we're putting agency and judgment into it, right? But just go for it anyway. Is 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 surprised anyone ever works with us at all actually thinking about it? Because you'll sort of say, No idea what's gonna happen, but it does seem to turn up in just an amazing way. And people can look at that from their lives, can't they? So if people are really kind of slightly reflective or a lot of the wonderful things that happen in life, they had weren't written on a piece of paper five years before as a life goal, right? They just kind of, poof, wow, that happened. Wow. That, that, yeah. And they, even you know, if they were, they still just happened. Yes. But <laughs> yes, but you didn't really do it. Is what I'm trying to say. No, exactly. But that's the point, right? So, and it's exactly what the individual do. It's the same thing. But I once, I think I said, change management is dead, long live change. Because 
change is, it's the case if you look at anything for more than, than two seconds, it's changing. And now when I look back on my career also in organizational development change management, I think we, would, we were spending so much effort trying to make ourselves believe things were not changing. And then we needed change management to solve for the fact that things weren't changing. Yeah. Yeah. I, and what they really mean is change them in the way I want them to change, right? Because yeah. everything's always changing. Change is the only constant. I mean, time's a construct. So the fact that, you know, in, in a way, change, <laughs> if you see the time's a construct, you, you can't even really have change because it's, it's an odd word because how could, if, if, if there's no, because, you know, the past and the future are only in the mind, right? No one's experienced the past or the future without the mind. People might say, well, they're only happening now, but there's no now really either. So if we go back upstream again, the whole idea of change as a concept only makes sense downstream. But again, it comes back to the idea of an organization wanting to go from A to B and going yeah. out to change. We need to transform. Yeah, and now we're back to the to the very beginning because is this change kind? Mm. And the, mm. this is where you get uh, fifty different consulting agencies and and twenty different leaders and ten different coaches all promoting different things and different solutions, and there is no answer. And I think that's what plurality and diversity and all this stuff coming coming into our lives more and more now makes unavoidable that we come to the conclusion that there is no answer at that level anymore. Mm. Maybe when we, you know we grow up and and worked for one company for for forty years and had a clear career path and you know when everything was nice and pre Second World War or whatever time we're talking about, we we could keep these illusions alive for longer. But now with, with things like FUCA and, and everything changing fast and, and the person next to me doesn't have the same ideology or beliefs that I do anymore. Yes. We are going to have to catch up with this understanding. I, I think you're right. So I think it's a very good point that in the more narrower stimulus that we used to experience in, in the old days, you know, when the world was less global, less connected, you could probably, as you say, perpetuate the illusion a bit longer. But it's becoming more and more evident that our that our kind of paradigm that we think we are isn't fit for purpose. So we need to up we need to radically update it. And it's it's interesting when you look at the the history of how come materialism and physicalism and, and duality exist. It was from what I understand, it was only sort of three hundred years ago when the scientists didn't want to be annoyed by or, or called as heretics. They created this idea of materialism just so they could investigate physical attributes of something and measure stuff. Yeah, um, that's a fascinating subject. Isn't yeah. it? And, and then they forgot they made that up. And suddenly you've got the idea of that everything's materialism, and physicalism. It's like, oops, we were only using that just as in a way so we could have some fun exploring stuff. We didn't actually think people were going to believe us. I don't, that, that's my words. That's not the <laughs> written history of it. But it's just not fit for purpose anymore. And there's holes in it left, right and center. Even science is seeing holes in it. Hard problem with consciousness, blah, blah, blah. blah. So, so it, science isn't happy with it. Society's not massively happy because you've got people with mental health issues and lack of connection. So... It is time for us to go, okay, let's put it all down and have a rethink. 
Yes, and it would be really nice if we could keep the the agency illusion and the judgmental illusion out of that discussion as well. <laughs> I thought, as I was saying it, I was realizing, well, that's not going to happen. Because um, <laughs> here are you and I trying our best not to be judgmental about what's going on. So let's get back to our er and ing, right? So there is changing, but there's no changer. There is transform transforming. There's no transforming. There is judging, right? But there's no judging. So when you and I are having these conversations, of course, to make a podcast with language and conceptualizations, there we we are doing that. We are being the system. Yes. But trying <laughs> an attempt to point to the the cosmic joke of that, maybe I I don't know. Seeing that the, the the illusion of that. Yeah. Well, ultimately, the only thing you can't say anything really. You'd have to just say, well, everything is exactly the way it is, and that's it. Well, and that's it. So. I'm just wondering how confusing this sounds to everyone else, but so if we were to try and give some simplicity and succinctness to this, is there any way that you would like to try and do that towards the end? We are almost incapable of not judging and we're incapable of, of not believing in this doership stuff and which on which the, the judgment is based. So for me, really, the radical solution, you have to pull that whole thing out by the root. Otherwise, you're just going in circles about this behavior is okay, this concept is not okay. We're always, you know, swimming around in, in, in the fog of all these different levels of, of behavior and judgment and, and doership. So we have to go all the way to the root. And every one of us, as long as we think we're a separate self, has to do that for themselves. And you can get help with this, but ultimately you have to do it for yourself and see it for yourself. And the result is that all this mucking around in the cultivate these 15 things or follow these 12 rules becomes utterly insignificant. It just falls away. The whole problem disappears. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the, the clarity does emerge, doesn't it? And, and, and. There's a dissolving and a, and that's what we were looking for. Yes, exactly, and and it's all based on this idea of agency, which it, which is pulled out of the idea of, which comes from the idea that the mind or the or the self is, in in a way, it's pulling the territory out of the map because it thinks it is everything, and when we start to recognize and realize it's not an intellectual get this ever is it that that's not what's going on it just changes how it looks and it's a, it's a, it's quite a intangible thing for us to say to people until they've experienced some of it but i guarantee there'll be people listening to us despite our rubbish ways of articulating it who will be sort of nodding and resonating with this at some level even if they don't know why because i do think there's something that people go there's something not quite sinking at the moment they don't know what it is and what I would say to people is that if, if you get a resonance with that, just go, go with that to be open to tear at the rule book on, what, on everything about you, you see about the self and, and, and reality and consciousness and have a fresh look. And then, and, then, and then something sort of helps you out with that, doesn't it? There's a sort of a travelator, there's a kind of, there's a movement where things start to loosen a bit. Uh, and that's what we're saying. Yes, and that too simply happens so it simply you know, happens 
yeah, yeah, even that it's it's difficult to say anything about it. But I've also found from the people I speak to and and well, you know others that the attraction comes at some point, the resonance, or it's like, oh yeah, this makes sense in some weird way. That that's kind of a natural. You naturally start following that. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And I think I think it, it doesn't make sense in the traditional way where you can articulate it nicely and put it in a box and tie a ribbon on it. But there's a there's a there's a resonance that there's a sort of oh and things occur and things emerge and, and it there's a synchronicity to it. So li- listeners, what we would urge you to do if if you care or are inclined is just to to go with it a little bit. Try not to overthink it. Reach out to us for a conversation if you want. There's a lot more than first comes to mind. I think there's, there's so much behind this and, and all we're trying to do is just to slightly nudge people in a direction by pulling the rug under the feet of some of the very, very invisibly innocently held ideas that we might have. Final thoughts, Catherine, final thoughts. No, I think that was a good last, last bit there. So, so listeners, we, we love your feedback. We love your feedback on anything we do. So love to hear the good, bad, and the ugly about it. Your comments, your reflections, please reach out. As usual, put some stuff in, in the show notes. I'll say it again, Catherine, the non-Catherine self has written an amazing book, which, which came through the vessel of her. I really, really recommend that. And your uh, weekly. Yeah, I send out emails uh, twice yeah. a week, but yeah. I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm trying to clarify this stuff for myself, I guess, mostly. Yeah. But this is this is it, right? We're exploring, as you can probably tell. But it's in the exploration. There's the richness. Is in the explanation. It's not an answer. I don't think there's some answers you can get. Ah, right there, I am. It's in the exploration, and you get the richness. So, listeners, have fun being curious, and catch you next time. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to know more, check out our website at qualityofmind.biz. And also, feel free to reach out and leave us a review or a comment. Until next time, have fun being curious.